0: Hi, John. <laughs> hi, Merlin. It's <laughs> funny. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's only so many ways you can say hi, John, and every time you you find a, a new way to do it. I'm a professional. Yeah, I'm a hi, professional. Hi, John. Hey, hey, John. John. Hi, John. Hi, John. Sometimes you you sound like really in it. Sometimes you're like, hey, this
1: is the problem up? with <laughs> I'm still ill. Um,
0: much like the Smith song,
1: uh, I. Uh, I, there's a problem with humor and, and oh. mo- problem. one of the problems with humor, especially when you're trying to make humor is that more is not always better unless you really know what you're doing. I see what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm no, no, no. It's a self admonition. If I could say so, mm-hmm. I got to be careful because you know, it turns into, you know, <laughs> wackety, wackety schmackety umbrellas inside having a crazy time, family fun comedy hour, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, but but, you know, you, we
0: don't do that. No, think but our love but is real in another life. Yes. Imagine you and I being paired in like a like a Richmond, Virginia morning DJ team. I'm listening. Right. <laughs> right. Think about that. Like an eastern seaboard, uh, you know, I-95 corridor. Oh, oh, I, think, I think I got it. I think it's <laughs> Stephen John and the Rebel. Stephen and John and the Rebel. In the morning. Yeah, in the morning, and you're and the one that. Like, ah! I'd be the rebel, unless you want to be the rebel. No, no, no. You should be the rebel. Of course, uh, I'm and John. And <laughs> I would
1: have uh, I would have my own version. Of my my rebel yell would probably be on a
0: soundboard. Oh, you mean oh, you mean like a like a sound effect like because it's cart. Richmond,
1: Virginia, isn't that the seat of the Confederacy?
0: That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you'd hit the cart, and what would the rebel yell sound
1: like? See, that's the thing. According to the Ken, the the, uh, the Ken Burns uh, documentary. Yeah. I must said Ken Nordine for some reason. He's the guy that did Ken, the, Dor- did,
0: Ken Nordine. Ken matter.
1: Nordine, I think, did Nescafe commercials.
0: Oh, okay. All right. He
1: also did this poems about colors. Remember that?
0: Colors, colors, colors. Um, I'll die for your life when my shotgun scatters. Colors. Hey, hey, was that iced tea? I'm afraid it was iced
1: tea. <laughs> A lot of people leave off the d. Both the d's, t's. <clears throat> so, see, more humor is not always better. Thank you. Oh, I lost you. Yeah, you're back. Oh, I never I forgot I never to lose cut we you. had a big we had a we had a big old broad smoky fart last week in the middle of the show. Like a big technical error and I, I totally forgot to cut it out. But I, I left it in because you know what they say. A clit? A glitch. Yes. It was a clit. <laughs> is that I have a lot of physical a, like a problems, John. Culture? I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but I, I I'm <laughs> still kinda of getting over COVID. <laughs> It's, I'm it's so funny full. Because of snot. I, oh my god, I want to talk about Ukraine. I don't want to talk a, about the rubble. I like that bit we did about Richmond. That was funny.
0: Usually, there's a if there's a glitch in the show, I usually yeah. hear about it from five or six people that obviously listen to the show carefully enough to know that I'm the one that fixes tech problems.
1: No, oh, you're the one who
0: listens more. And, and a lot of people will write and say, <laughs> you, you, "People know how to reach you." <laughs> they'll say, <laughs> "Will you tell Merlin?" Yes. The following four things. Uh, What
1: about, have you gotten any, is there any chance, any chance, wild, wild chance that you've gotten some kind of a, I don't know, maybe one or two notices in the past, say, three years from users of of the Google and Android platform who who say that our certificate is not correct on the website? Is there any chance anybody has ever mentioned that to you once?
0: I have heard about our certificate. Yes. uh, and And I replied by saying, I didn't get a certificate. Oh,
1: that's funny. You know what you did? you yeah. saying it's on brand is a little cute. it's mm-hmm. it's you, you do you mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but where's my where's my white ribbon? Where's your white ribbon? That, you know that's the saying? that's the original rebel flag is the white. oh Oh, see now i'm doing liberal humor you like that i'm I'm going full on air america now (laughs) (laughs) these ding-a-lings in congress oh my Uh, goodness okay so okay um Mm -hmm. i was a fan of that kind of radio when i was a child i think we could do a good is there a way that we could how does one say is there a way that we could pre-tape our morning show for a more commodious hour I don't know what that hour would be between you and me, because it really is no good hour for us to do anything. But it yeah. does strike me that, at least when I was listening to the Q Zoo in the morning on Q105, the place where they invented the morning zoo, I always oh, I did not to know. know
0: that. I did not know, uh, know Scott that. Scott Shannon. He
1: essentially, I, I, who knows what today? Today, who knows? Who knows uh, what gets recorded? You know, who lives, who dies, who tells your morning zoo story? Sure. But oh god, I have so much snot. But um, the so you you yeah. you know this amount of six uh, to of,
0: ten drive time, John.
1: Six a.m. is really early.
0: Amount of snotty is that. You, and uh, ben, ben Benjamin would have written me and said, "I can't do the show. Okay. I don't have my vocal quality is not up to the standards." I'll see us and I, lunch. I can't. I'm, I'm afraid I can't do the. show. it morning lunch. So so, but but you are willing to power through. I,
1: I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Actually, it's not a funny story. It's not even really a story. There was a hmm. time where the, the me, me <laughs> you look nice day guys. And we had this really dumb idea that we <laughs> would have a morning show that we would yeah. try to record a show every morning, oh. and unedited. And like, it, just, it just sounded like shit. And, and it was <laughs> not, but you know, you got to break some eggs, right? You got sure, to, sure. all I'm saying is that like today, you know, John, it's all you know, this, you see this reflected when those big checks arrive from Sweden with mm-hmm. all your money, they mm-hmm. send you all the money for the Spotify streams. They right? do. That's, they do that's,
0: a, they're probably comically large. They back up the check truck Beep. and they drop off all the checks, loads of them, Swedish checks.
1: Right. only like Jerry Seinfeld, all your, 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 hand, your hand hurts from sliding all those checks. <laughs> um, but uh, it's all streaming now, right? I mean,
0: oh yeah. It, you it does, said it, really, man. does
1: a morning zoo need to be in the morning? Can, can't you just choose when you want to listen? To, or maybe that's part of our contract is it's a big deal because Richmond in the morning. I don't know a lot about the Richmond market. John, tell me everything you know about Richmond from a media standpoint.
0: Oh, Richmond media. Well, I know they've got a cool little underground rock scene there. Okay, cool. And like is there is there a club you played more than once there? Uh, you know, uh, Richmond, we played a lot in the DC area. Uh-huh. Uh, and only made it down to Richmond a couple of times. I think it it's what, dense. The, it's
1: real dense around there. You got a lot of options, right? Yeah, it's not vibe. like our classic Gainesville versus no. you know, Fort Lauderdale question. Like there, there's there's a lot of places
0: yeah, right. but, the, but the vibe felt very much like one of those towns where it had a small scene that was that was very insular, and I know a lot of bands come through there
1: and did not feel any particular need to say ally themselves with I don't know I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Elvin Six to the southwest with a DC hardcore to the north, like they didn't feel the need to ally themselves or you know Research Triangle, Carolina stuff, right? They they, were, they did their own thing.
0: You know, my problem as a as a touring musician is that I only see what I'm shown. That's that's so you know that's actually really profound. Mm. No, I'm serious. It's really true,
1: and, and this is why it's such a joke. You know, ha ha, like Bo Diddley making fun of you know uh, Spinal Tap because they don't know where the stage is. Well, how, why would they know where the stage? Why would they need to know what city they're in
0: today? Mm. Like, well, they and, have people for that. And I I I learned it when I first went. Uh, out on tour with amy Mann. you know the the story of <clears throat> me going out with amy Mann the first time i again i i don't know if i do
1: but i i just i did watch uh i did watch magnolia last week oh that's a good so movie. even if i've heard the story well, that's a hell of a movie
0: well it's not my it's not so much a story as it is you know like I, I, amy Mann and i at that time yeah uh a, a fairly unlikely yeah, You've been
1: like sort of sideways approached by her about collaborating or something something had happened where you first got in contact right and she was interested in collaborating on something
0: this like was that? the wonderful thing about Twitter at the time yes. I'm right I played I played a show at Largo I covered an Amy Mann song because it was from Magnolia I loved the song and um Is it sa- save me it was not save me oh 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 what was that do you remember yeah, oh, I, know, I remember. Yeah, not I'm not just. I'm not going to make it easy on you, though. I'm not going to okay. make it easy okay, on a okay. list. Okay, well,
1: it starts out. It starts out with um a a, a cover right. of a song best known as a cover. I c- I cover the song, and well, then one is some... the loneliest number, which I think might be by Paul Williams that... or Hoyt Axton. I'm not sure.
0: That's uh, that's by uh, by what's his name, Paul John Lennon's. Lennon's uh, John Lennon's drunk friend. Oh, oh, of course, uh, Nielsen. Nielsen, yeah. Huh. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so I shit. cover this song Damn. by her, and then after the show, backstage, the owner of the bar comes in and says, "You know, Amy was here," and I was like, "Oh, that's exciting," but I but also terrifying. And then, of course, she comes backstage because she had, <laughs> got to a shot of her in the audience with her tail. <laughs> <laughs> she she and, said, and Michael Penn, shut up. They, you know, they live there, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> said. She stands God, can't up you? and her, her tuxedoed boyfriend is so like, this is outrageous. And then you can hear the sound of monocle shattering all over Largo. So, uh, so she comes back and the first thing, of course, she says to me is you fucked up my song. Cause I had, you know, I had like, it was in the wrong key or whatever. And I missed a lyric or something. And I was like, I did, I did. I fucked up your song. <laughs> that would have normally been the end. But that's of, like that's
1: like the listeners of our program. We kid, but honestly, people. I'm sorry, I can't get everything right, but I, I do try. Right. But when people notice, people notice when people tell you something.
0: That's because they're listening. They're listening, right. and 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 that's a nice compliment that Amy Mann was listening. Well, that yeah, that she was there. I mean, can you imagine she was Amy there, Mann? Yeah. She's there. She's in the audience, and then uh, this uh, this somebody that she's never heard of uh, says, "Oh, I'm going to play a song by Amy Mann because you know she's." And just to clarify, you did not know she was there. I did not, no. Not, well, there's no way I, yeah. in a million no years way. I would have thought
1: she would. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right. You think
0: I'm going to roll up and play Nora, and I don't know you're in the audience? You know. No, no. It's, it's just like, <laughs> why, why, would she, why would I have known, and why would she? Well, but, it's a little so, on the nose to
1: assume that Amy, just in my head, that's, mm-hmm. that's like when I spent a week walking around Wellington, New Zealand, hoping, hoping I would run into, into the Finn brothers right you there's no reason i don't even know if they, they live in auckland they live in wellington they live in the third place i don't know but yeah. i just kept assuming i would run in to like to like neil finn
0: you can't want it you can't want it you have to just That's let go Let god point. yes yeah, yes you yes, can't, yes you can't look you have to just see you know? And so you, wow, that so, must have been so weird. Well, because Largo, you know, she's famous for Largo, right? That's her, like, she's famous for being there it's just like Elliot Smith Bryan, was famous there. Penn, yeah, and Michael Payne, that's It's yeah. their scene. And so I just was paying. I, wh- what it was was in leading up to the tour. I was trying to think of songs to play and I guess I had just seen Magnolia or something. Some that song that that particular song really resonated with me. You're killing me. You're not going to tell me, are you? And I was just so like oh. I was personally moved by it. <clears throat> okay. And sometimes I learn a song because I'm moved by it. Hell yeah. And so it was one of those things where it was like, "Oh, I'm here at this place. It's famous for her and this is a Magnolia bar kind of, you know, they were all here and and so I'm going to play the song la 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 la. But because of because what Twitter was then, the next day or maybe that night, she tweeted at me. No oh boy. You know, like, haha, you fucked up my song or whatever. And I tweeted back, like, yeah, sorry. And that also could have been the end of it. But then she came back. You know, then she came back over the top. And so pretty soon we're tweeting at each other. And that was the magic of 2011 or I whatever know. it was. Totally agree. And then she wrote and she said... Uh, so then we were buddies and she said, Oh, <clears throat> I got asked to play a Simon and Garfunkel cover at, in central park at a ceremony <laughs> so for Simon I and Garfunkel. <laughs> and so naturally I thought of you, do you want to go do this with me in New York? And I said, <clears throat> do I want to play a Simon and Garfunkel cover for Simon and Garfunkel in central park with Amy man, with Amy man, central park. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure. I mean, you know. sound of rifling through papers. Let me just check
0: my schedule. Ah, good. So (laughs) I flew out there. And and the, the funny thing was, I was in New York. We're supposed to rehearse. She and I have never met, except for this time backstage at Largo. And so she's like, well, meet me at this clam bar. And... And then she, then she was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't, you know, don't meet me there at two, meet me there at four. And then she changed it again, something else. So by the time I showed up there. You didn't
1: write any of those down? No. What, you didn't you have anywhere down. to write them down, probably.
0: Right. Yeah. And so I, I showed up there and I was like, uh, you, you know, you changed our meeting time a couple of times. What, are you nervous? Are you nervous to meet me? And she was like, I am nervous to meet you. I've never met you before. <laughs> and we're, we're going to do this. I, you know, you could be a total kook. Yeah. And I was like, I could be a kook. And so, and I am a kook. You're you're also a kook. It's an awkward way for both of us to find out. (laughs) And and so then from then on, and so then then the next thing she did was she said, do you want to go, do you want to open for me on tour? And I was like, shuffling through papers. Yeah, sure. I think I can put that together. You know, I think. And. So I went out with them and she's got this great band, this great team of people, you know, she's got her sound guys and her guitar techs and they're all great. They've been with her forever. And I go out and I'm playing all these markets with, with Amy that I've played dozens of times as a musician, Mm -hmm. except I'm in a different bar, bars and venues I've never heard of. Mm hmm that are different different three vibe, blocks different different seating yeah. probably three blocks from the bar that I've played seven times here is this bar and when you walk down the corridors of when you walk down the halls of this bar you're in the dressing room of this bar all the posters on the walls are like bands that I know some of them friends of mine who have played this bar multiple times uh-huh and they've never played the bar that I played in right. the same town. And I'm looking at these posters and I'm like, Amy, you play here every f- five months and have for the last 15 years. And she's like, well, it's the only bar in Richmond. And I'm like, I'm here to tell you it's not the only bar in Richmond. She's like, what are you talking about? It's, there's only one place to play in <laughs> in Anacortes and it's this bar. And I'm like, there's another bar in Anacortes. It's two blocks away and I've played there five times and realizing that there were and that was I mean it should I should have known it but that there were uh like these neural networks across the country and there there's also another bar where all the all the like hardcore kids in uh in Converse tennis shoes mm-hmm. you know with the with like Weezer t-shirts there's mm. another bar that's just that mm. like and uh, and I suddenly realized you know what a what a small, small, small little man I was. Jeez, <sighs> <clears throat> um, how little I, how little I knew.
1: Uh, you, you think of yourself as a well-traveled person, but here's a bar you've never been in.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you know, a bar I've never been in, and I, and it has, it has show bills where my, you know, like people right, like, that like, I see like in Seattle, and I'm like, hey, buddy, <clears throat> slightly different and they're universes, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just played in Richmond. Oh, did you play at the one place? No, never heard of that place. I played at the other place. Well, I've never heard of that place. Right, right. Weird. Weird. Band of Horses, they never played a single bar that I ever played. <laughs> they just kind of came out of nowhere, didn't they? Mm. Hmm. Doesn't everything come out of nowhere? I've, I think it's some. Huh. I... <clears throat> <laughs>
1: John, oh, terrible! I'm, I'm muting. Oh, I'm muting so much, oh, and you're baby. probably still hearing it through the muting. It's is this is this
0: COVID? It's yeah.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm t- I started. Well, how does anything how does anything begin? Yeah, you know, everything comes yeah. out. What you say? What I say? Everything comes out of nowhere. Somebody said that.
0: Sure. Um, what? No. Well, that's what we're saying, you know. But uh, no, I'm a but mess. I I read a thing this morning yes. in the New York Times that said COVID is finally over. Uh huh. I mean, uh, 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 the the what they what they describe as the excess deaths, right, are down to zero. Wait, and when we talk about that as
1: lay people, I, I was listening to a podcast this morning about the. P- I don't know why I listen to stuff like this. Um, You know, uh, the problems of, you know, the things that we're going through with uh, climate change, but especially with regard to flooding and how difficult it is to, like, it would take $3 billion to update all the floodplain maps that we use to decide, you know, the government basically subsidizes flood insurance or, like, you know, is the... Is the... Sort of, like, they're they're, they're the ones who are on on the hook if that really has to pay out. And that depends a lot on stuff, like how close are you to this flood... You know, the idea, whole idea of the 1% flood or like what we've come to call a 100-year flood, <clears throat> that's all based on <laughs> really old information. Uh-huh. And that's why everybody's like, hey, we just had a 100-year flood. Aren't we supposed to not have one of those for another 99 years? And it's, uh, it was it was, uh, it was was very upsetting uh, to listen to. Uh, and what was my point? How is that related to, oh, co- COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah, COVID. <clears throat> well, I'm <clears throat> so sorry. What's funny is that, and I've said this to privately to, to people I've talked to. I just think it's really boring to talk about your health. But um, I have said to several of my friends, it's pretty wild. I, of course, for me, the biggest thing is I, I hate that I lose my bragging rights.
0: Oh. You know,
1: three years, three years, no vid. Sure. And then in one week, all three members of our household get it. Yeah. and But like that's, and that's, of course, everybody's all, COVID's over, it's all fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, floodplain, <clears throat> excess deaths. There's, there's these terms that we as lay people hear and think that sounds really callous, but, you know, there's there's things that have a, there's a term of art, and, mm. and that I know you know this, but I think sometimes when we say, oh, these people are so heartless, all they care about is, well, no, but that excess death is, is a meaning. that we should not see this many deaths coming from say small cell carcinoma mm-hmm. now that people aren't smoking as much we shouldn't see that that to see many more deaths than we expected should tell us something those are mm-hmm. excess deaths beyond what we have modeled or could have been able to figure out it's you know but then the funny thing is all everybody in my family got this within you know a week of each other but then also like who was it there was like a couple of people i know uh, in town and out of town both got it for the first time. And this is as the front page is saying it's the lowest level of risk and blah blah blah. And then on top of it all Bob doctor, doctor, doctor Dr. 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 Bob. Dr. Bob Walker, Bob Walker MD, who is all due respect, you know, he's he's like I think he's the head of medicine at UCSF. Head of medicine. And he's been so sweaty for three years about COVID. He's just been like, he's a poster now. He posts and he posts and he posts. And it's just these threads. And you're like, don't you have to go operate on anybody? Don't you have to go, like, talk to a resident or something? Like, don't hey, go you have a paper to claim somewhere. credit for? Don't you have other stuff to do? But he's just always on Twitter. He's like, and you know how it is. You've, you've had Twitter brainworms. You know what it's like. You get weird. Sure. Especially when, like, you're in this new thing and, like, So Dr. Bob Wachter, the Bob Wachter MD is how I would prefer. My preferred appellation would be, I think if we're going to call people doctor, we should should stop beginning by saying doctor and we should start including their actual terminal degree.
0: Oh, so give me an example. Um, The
1: librarian at my college, whom none of the students liked, she was really not a good fit for the school. Um, Her name was Althea Jenkins and she she demanded to be called understandably understand she's a doctor she demanded to be called dr althea jenkins dr
0: althea jenkins
1: yeah but you know it was an edd yeah sure 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 like you know like joe biden like a, like a lot of people it's like i understand that's still that's a kind of a degree called a doctorate i'm a doctorate. not going to get into it. doctorate yeah, eight, yeah. Uh, but but bob walker Who has been posting through it all for three years and talking about where we stand with COVID and excess deaths and emergency room visits and a lot of really good information, just a lot of noise because he's so sweaty. He got COVID like around the same time we did. And he had, this is not funny, it's just crazy that the same week we got COVID, fucking Bob Walkner, MD, got
0: the guy. Yeah. The guy. Dr. Bob.
1: And here's the thing. Uh, it, it hit him real hard, and uh, the story—I didn't read the story. My wife told me about it because you know she works at U.C. Um, and he like he like kind of like sort of passed out in an elevator and like double pinballed off two sides of it. And oh so I, I pull up our dumb local website, and there's this whole terrifying photo, like almost like a Nick Nolte mugshot level photo of Bob Walker, all like stitched up and with his eyes swollen and everything.
0: Oh no! It's just so Poor weird Bob.
1: because and like what is what is so much of this get at the. So many things we've talked about in the last 22 minutes have had to do with some kind of a form of availability, not availability, well, a kind of availability heuristic or a kind of provincialism, but it's that kind of thing we all do where we base stuff, you know, on our own experience or our own reckons or like whatever it is. But like statistically, it's the least COVID ever. And, and Bob Walker looks like he just got his ass beat and I'm right. still coughing up snot here on a, a an award-winning podcast. <clears throat>
0: I, uh, I, I think it's I, also
1: hurting my other immune system problems like I th- like a couple different oh, no. autoimmune things with which I deal are oh. sort of kicking in as well so I got a stress bump that's that's one also oh the worst yeah I got I got a little I got I got uh, yeah yeah up, mm. upper
0: upper right lip oh, which is better than lower bump. left lip
1: lower left lip is the one I despise.
0: Lower left, yeah, that's terrible. So that's you got the puffy right. ones. So you get
1: the real puffy ones. This this one's like two little, very well defined blisters. I did the yeah. process that we do. Oh, you did. You did. Oh, okay. I did. I put on gloves. Uh huh. I know we're. I think we talked. I shouldn't say this on air because we haven't formalized this. But I think we talked about our. Our. our we're going to do something. Uh, record something separate from this for our, our Patreon supporters. We're going to do an episode. I think about airplanes. We talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least that's something Airplane. I would love to do airplanes airplanes. because you gave me airplanes. you gave me a, a truth bomb last week that blew my mind i didn't yes. realize that the plane that dave roderick used to shoot down a japanese zero was uh, not a, it's a C, C, what well, he dc3 which was yes. a c-130 c-47 c-47 um so we're going to do that, but I think also for really, 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 really people who are paying a lot. I assume you have a way with like spreadsheets to find the people who are like the Matt Howies who are giving us like fifteen hundred dollars a month. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for them, hear
0: that Matt, hear that. Well, hear you that, know, that my friend Harry month.
1: used to say, if you want something in life, ask for it. Matt. That's the
0: standard. We talk that's about him the all the time,
1: and we charge nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason Finn Jason Finn pays Jason, one dollar <laughs> Jason Finn
1: is currently my favorite friendship it's really because it's we have exactly like one text exchange every couple of weeks and it's perfect yeah Yeah. yeah it yeah. really pleases me he sends me articles that he saw in the SF Chronicle about how San Francisco's going down the tubes <laughs> yeah, there's oh, a really good, good guide in the cron this morning about the open air drug market and I was like I saw that and I thought of you thank you <laughs> <laughs> but um uh there was a point to this which oh is, yeah you were talking about the you were talking about your yeah technique. just like yep. and like but like it's funny because of my whatever i got a cognitive bias some kind of dumb thinking that i do it's funny mm-hmm. that like and, and on top of it all i thought oh i probably won't get it my family might get it but i probably won't get it and for five days i didn't get it but then i did mm-hmm. now Bob, poor bob walker's pinballing all over that that goddamn elevator up on Parnassus mm-hmm.
0: avenue you know is maddie okay is everybody back are y'all better? Uh, I won't go way into
1: it, but she had a time with it. Yeah, we had a couple, couple emergency room trips, and she's oh, doing. Jeez. Yeah, I got, go to, I got to go. I got to go because you, you. I don't know how much you know about emergency rooms, but you can just basically. <laughs> 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 this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience, and you can sell anything, whether that's your products, services, or even the stuff that you create. Whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace has got you covered. So much you can do. You can use their insights to grow your business. So if you've ever wondered where your site visits and sales are coming from and which channels are the most effective, you can analyze all of that in Squarespace. And once you got that data, you can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content. Of course, you can sell your products in an online store. Again, whether that's physical objects, digital stuff, whatever it is, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. One of my favorites, you get started with the best-in-class website template, and then you customize it to fit your own needs. It really is as easy as browsing the category of your business. uh, You can find a perfect place to start. And then you customize it all yourself. Just a few clicks, a couple drags, and Bob is your uncle. It's the best. Uh, you're using Squarespace right now because that is where the Roderick on the Line podcast is hosted. Uh, ever thus, it, it shall be, uh, one imagines. a uh, b- Big fan of Squarespace. They do my personal sites, and they probably ought to be doing yours uh, as well as for your business. You know, If you've got a business, go on to your business and let Squarespace take care of the rest. So right now, please go to squarespace.com supertrain. You can get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And then when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code SUPERTRAIN, and that's gonna get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once more at Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain, sign up with that offer code SuperTrain for 10% off of your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Rod on the line. And all the great shows. <laughs> I know okay, a all right, all right. I know a little. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I mean, like, I, I just don't. I don't like dealing with the system at mm, all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was in a really bad way, and I, I thought, well, you know, it's worth going there. We got there, and like, it became obvious that, like, no matter what, every single person in this room, these you will see everybody in this room for at least part of five hours. Every single person here. There was a guy there. This poor kid, I think he was pretty pretty profoundly on the spectrum, and he had to have his fucking shunt cleaned, and they were giving him the runaround at this place. It Ugh. was absolutely... I, I'm starting to overuse a, a word I have never ever used in my life, except it keeps becoming relevant, Kafkaesque. Just Brilliant. bizarre, hostile unnecessarily and you know you don't know, have talked about this right last like month we keep talking about like why life is hard for us sometimes but like it was like five hours and by the way that is about five hour five or six hours into my covid first testing oh, positive my goodness was like going to the emergency room oh, uh, so i've made it all about me you're welcome but no she's doing way better but it was bad i think she had a really bad reaction to the paxlovid so you know some people you take that and it tastes really bad and it makes you really sick so i don't know how well i have i'm I kept up with Bob Wachter. I, I hope he's doing okay. But I, uh, you, you have a sense of that. You have a sense of what's the bar. You have a sense of where does it flood. You have a sense. You have this sense of all of these things. And then on the other hand, you find yourself saying stuff like, well, not you, but like I or one might find oneself saying, hey, you should have warned me I was on the floodplain. And you're like, there's no way we could more deeply let you know that you are in the floodplain. You are yeah. in the area. Like Florida's just like, I know this is happening oddly enough in California in some ways too, but Florida, like... It's just insurance companies are just like we're just not gonna cover a lot of stuff there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah It's right there in the title of your house. Are you on a floodplain or not? I I I think it is And I I
1: think the the like I I mean, I don't you know more way more about this than I do and like my in-laws out in gold Country there. They live near like a creek that rises really high and they get it all there Like basically everything you can get Crawdads do they get crawdads? In oh the yeah, rafters. they call them crayfish, crayfish, or mud mm-hmm. M- M- mudskippers, or uh, dinglehoppers. <laughs> they got oh, funny ding- names for everything out there. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, but then you say, "Oh, you should have warned me." Or like, "Oh, if I'd known there was so much COVID, I would have worn a mask." It's like you know, or mm. but like there wasn't that much COVID, and we mostly did wear a mask. But like sometimes your numbers up.
0: Yeah, but
1: anyways, uh, I I,
0: I have this terrible. I'm not going to say that I had a terrible experience because it it had nothing to do with me at all. But scrolling through Facebook and, uh, and you know, a a woman that I know, um, you know, she's, she's somebody that, uh, just recently had posted like, Oh, happy mother's day. You know, my mom is so great. And, you know, and had done a couple of posts to the effect of how close she was with her mom. Mm -hmm. And then five days ago, she was like, uh, Hey, sorry to, you know, um, be a downer but my mom got covid and we're in the emergency room and um but don't worry you know whatever she's tough old bird and then she, the next post was like sorry my mom died oh
1: my god
0: of covid of covid and, and this was like three days ago And right. i was like that's it, ha- that and is it an happened excess, so fast an excess death that
1: really matters a lot to somebody
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah there's there's um I don't know. This is a, certainly a phrase you've heard before, but it's something CGP Grey did a pretty interesting video about on YouTube a few years ago. Like when you're trying to end a war and like trying, you think about that again, think about Quint and the USS Indianapolis story, like where they've dropped off the bomb and like think about all the think about all the troop transports coming back in the summer of 1945, and like how extra much it sucks if your kid died, get, got hit by not probably not a U boat in Japan, but like you know you got you got. Hit by zero and it brought down a troop transport with like, you know, hundreds of people on it. That sucks. Your kid made it through the whole goddamn war and yeah. then died on the boat ride home. It's like yeah. that is that is one of those things that is so intolerable. Like, who's going to be the last person that the dragon eats? You know, it's like
0: the boat ride home. The, the bo- last guy to die in World War One.
1: Yeah, I had a little bit of a World War One thing last week. Oh, I rewatched. Kind of, uh, I really did. You mention it to me? Where did, it come, did it come up here? It might have come up with you. said so the um, uh, Peter Jackson, uh, "They Shall Not Grow yeah, Old." Thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I was rewatching that, and I was, which is just what an extraordinary movie that is. Yeah. Um, and not just because oh look they colorized it, but just because everything, including the creative decision to like add in the voices of people talking and stuff uh-huh. like that, uh-huh. Ugh, just unbelievable. But no, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's, it's this whole life thing. It's kind of a whole a tenuous operation in a lot of ways.
0: Oh, we're so strong, but we're so vulnerable at the same we're time. We're still st- so strong until we're not. Yeah, we're very fragile underneath being extremely strong. Like, we yeah. live for a long time. We live, I mean, maybe not as long as blue whales, but we live longer than any cat. Even the biggest cat. Even the best cat the average person lives a lot longer than the I saw be, 22
1: what well, claimed to be a 22 year old dog on Twitter I follow a lot of dogs Claim dog claimed
0: it. to be 22 uh, I that's mean a, it was it, it was impressive. very
1: it was very derpy it wasn't claiming anything but, oh, you know, yeah. they do that thing like you do with all old people where you kind of like you, you, you put them in a bib and a, and a special chair and then you, you put down a cake in front
0: of them and they grimace at the camera and then they send them back to their room. <laughs> uh, so this was an old, infirm dog. Yeah. But someone so you, 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 you had brought it You could have been along. dead at 22. Yeah, sure. sure. Easily. You know, I mean, and the thing was, they weren't even giving me wet food at that point. You were just just
1: on like a a dry kibble, special diet. Just
0: getting kibble, yeah, like yeah, (laughs) teen kibble. They fed me teen kibble (laughs) a lot longer than I. You got kibble for teens, yeah, for all the various stages.
1: What are there other 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 kinds of food like that you've gotten over time that you can remember? But special needs diets.
0: Yeah, I'm living on it now. It's called Stouffer's
1: lasagna. Stouffer's, boy, that French bread pizza was good, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember how good that was! Mm, Stouffer's mm, French—I mm, mm. would burn my I, mouth so bad. There's fucking caraway seeds, and I would burn my mouth, so, my, the roof of my mouth, so bad on Stouffer's French bread pizza.
0: See, so I never bad. got a Stouffer's French bread pizza for a couple of reasons.
1: <laughs>
0: uh huh. One, uh-huh. we were not toaster oven people. Okay, so I didn't have a toaster oven.
1: And that is as, very very. That is a very, that is a food you could make it in a conventional oven, but that is a food very made and marketed for toaster
0: ovens. That's right. That's right. And then the other reason was, at some point along the way, I started to figure out that uh, companies f- uh, that are making uh, food, yeah, they fill up the box with a bunch of bread. Oh, and really, the stuff that costs them money is the, is the fixins. The fixins, yeah. So if they can, they, fill want, it up they with
1: literally bread, want you to fill up on bread.
0: Fill up on fill, bread. That's so they're how they charging get you. Nine dollars or whatever for a little bit of sauce and some pepperoni. But you call
1: it French bread, and it seems fancy. That's it. That's You're filling right. up on French bread.
0: So I'm in the process right now of of uh, of teaching my daughter some of this. Well, the other day we were at the grocery store. And, uh, and I said, come here, come here for a second. <laughs> and she came over and, you know, rolling her eyes. And I was like, all right, look at these two kinds of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Now, what can you tell me about these two kinds of toilet paper? I'm just bean dad and the shit out of her here. What, yeah. what can you tell me? What do you see? Yeah. Tell, show me what you see. And she goes, oh, you, you, don't, you, know. you don't stop being a good dad just because it's unpopular, John. That's right. You don't stop being a good dad just because the internet t- thinks you're a terrible dad. Just, just
1: because your career should be ruined for a misunderstanding. But Ru- ruined. get, get over right. here. Get over here. Get over here right now. We're, we're going to learn
0: some stuff. We're going to look at these price tags. Yes. And so we go through the whole thing. She's like 13 rolls, 75 square miles, 42 cents a thing. And, this, and I was like, right, right. And, you know, and, I, and I'm pointing at it. And I'm like, all right, now where do they get you? Where do they get you? Here. And she's looking at it and she's trying to calculate, you where know. Where do and, they get you? Yeah. And I spend a lot of time at the supermarket going, okay, where do they get you? <laughs> They're going to get you. Hell here. yes. And what's the what's the getcha? Like, I feel like all those ice creams that have cookie dough in them. Mm-hmm. They're just putting bread in there. It's just a bunch of bread Oh. in the middle of the ice cream. They're they're fluffing it up, and that's because it up with that's because
1: the production, uh, shipping, and marketing of bread is less costly than other kinds of foods like like mm-hmm. pepperoni or, or caraway seeds.
0: Exactly, it's much harder to find. That you know, ten thousand
1: maniac seed. song, "Hey Jay, Caraway," <laughs> uh, that's, uh, Caraway It's still
0: very sick. Very they sick. made really cool uh, British cars. The Caraways, is that right? Huh. Uh, huh. No, not uh, right exactly. Right. I wouldn't call and, but, it right. But,
1: and, and so and so were you able to was she able to figure out how, how they get you?
0: Well eventually, you know, it, it's one of those like your scale the scales fall from your eyes and you're like, Oh wait, this one says it has more and it technically does have more, but actually it's less. Because when you compare you the know, bread, well, when you compare this, it's not the square footage you're looking at, but no. it's the ounces Some over. settling may occur. Totally. Yeah, exactly. This that and the other. And so her you know, her eyes opened and then she said, "But wait, this one is scented with Febreze." <gasps> and she found in the corner a little <laughs> It'll be like Febreze. Scented with Febreze, and we both <laughs> took us t- took a step back in recoil.
1: Uh-huh. Like Ugh, yeah scented toilet paper Ugh. used to be such a thing and it was just presented uh- as something you needed and it was n- nobody really ever interrogated like what it, what the scent was supposed to do was it supposed mm. to make your bathroom smell less like shit because i don't i don't think toilet paper's going to really carry that for you
0: no you're you're actually applying the scent to your bum uh-huh it's scent on the bum is what it it's is scent on the bum Mm-hmm. Sent on the bum. And
1: but that smells good to you. You're seated there. You're probably feeling a little vulnerable. You just literally took a shit. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's like a little special thing for you is this, this smells like, uh, well, what does yeah. toilet paper smell like?
0: I think it's meant to, to be a little gift to the next person that smells your bum, frankly. I see. But Febreze, I have a bad relationship with Febreze. Yeah. Because I order things on eBay. <laughs> and and there's, a, there's like 10% of eBay sellers try to either conceal some musty smell or they really are living in a febreze based society where they think Febreze makes a thing smell or maybe they're like
1: fresh. like scent people like you know like perfume or uh, cologne right. people where they stop noticing
0: how they they're noticing. using too much you know yeah so what they do, you open a package it? and you're yeah. like oh i just oh, got God. this there's Telltale Blast vintage thing, and it's just like, oh, Febreze, you can never get but that. It, out.
1: But, but like, okay, when I think of used clothes or old clothes, I think of like, well, the generalized musty smell of an eighties Goodwill, but especially mothballs. Yep. That's what I, when I think of old clothes, that's, so does, is it one of those things where, again, you go in, you get some potpourri and and you go spray this and now your bathroom smells like shit and potpourri.
0: Mm. People don't use (laughs) mothballs anymore. Which is a very bad
1: Bell and Sebastian album.
0: (laughs) I don't, I never smell mothballs anymore, but people overuse Febreze. Because I think they put it on stuff that maybe had somebody smoked cigarettes. Yes. Or they put it on stuff that, yeah, just sat in storage for a long time and to them smells musty dusty. Yeah. But, you know, musty dusty is, a, is a, a sign of quality to me as somebody that's buying things that I hope was sitting in granddad's closet for 50 years. I, I think just to, to state
1: what might, may not be obvious to the listener, but it's very obvious to me, like, don't, don't play with this. Like, don't mess around with this. Don't do stuff to this. Like, to be able to open a box that got sealed when, uh, uh, sorry to say, say, Grandpa died in 1968, and -hmm. all his plaid JCPenney shirts are in there completely unmolested. Mm -hmm. That's so much nicer to me than a big box of Febreze.
0: Yeah, don't give it to me. Well, so she noticed the Febreze, and then we started walking around looking for the toilet paper that did not have some kind of added garbage on it and we settled on oh here are the toilet papers that because we're not going to use scott because we're not in college we're not in prison you
1: and i had this conversation the first
0: time you stayed in my house yes do Do not buy the cheapest toilet paper i I, do
1: the first time the first time that you had reason to notice you exited my bathroom and you were a grumpy grumpy bear
0: I was shaking that toilet paper right at you. you. were what shaking it at this? me, A
1: fistful of toilet paper. You're saying, a grown man. You're a gr- what? What? What are you in in a, <laughs> a high, college? Like what, what? You can't afford to get a, a grown person's because that really that is like rest stop quality. Oh, oh, De- a it's nice a, it's dense like wax roll. paper. Yeah, yeah, it's Ugh. not pleasant. It doesn't even have any little
0: cushions or anything. No, it needs little cushions. Sure, you're going to pay a little extra for that. I mean, I'm sure. not a monster. No, but so no, so no. then, you I know, of course, then, <laughs> then she's, she's on fire, right? And we're walking around and she's yes. looking at all of the things. And I'm like, right, do you see Do you see how this is marked This is down? like her version of like falling in love with the blues. You just created a relationship <laughs> for
1: her. Now, now she's got something to look at everywhere. Oh, look at this. Most of this potato chips is there. Yeah, and most of
0: this potato <laughs> chips is there, as we say, <laughs> right? right? But this one, this one, you got to buy three. Uh huh. But I said, I said to her, you know, this whole like buy five, and and you, and then they're two dollars off. Uh, I, a lot. I, uh, a lot uh, of that is. Do you baloney. know you get,
1: if you get two more, you get one for free?
0: Yeah, but a lot of that's baloney.
1: I know it's baloney, and I, I object to being told that I'm overlooking a very valuable offer. No, I don't want to enter in my phone number, and then, and then I don't need you telling me, well, you know, uh, I don't know, you can get a, a second box of maxi pads for, you mm. know, just go
0: pick up another one. I'm like, we've got all we need. Don't well, keep don't- me out of your system. Also, there's no cashier at any grocery <laughs> store in the country that if you go up there and go, hey, I, I don't have a coupon for this, but I noticed there's a coupon deal, they have the coupons right there, and they will scan the coupons for you. Even if you don't ask them to. Even if they don't. Yeah, that's right. A- they'll at just, the Safeway, th- they'll, yeah. they'll often, and I'm pre- I appreciate this as a kindness,
1: is they'll offer to put in some kind of generic phone number, which I'm guessing the Safeway Corporation of Pleasant, California does not love.
0: Look, eight six seven five three zero nine works 8-6-7-5-3-0-9 in any grocery store in the country. <clears throat>
1: huh? For a good time call.
0: Eight six
1: seven five three zero nine. But you know, and, but here's the other thing. I also, uh, you know, and I go see, I go see my friend at the Walgreens, and we talk about what we're watching. We've done this for many years. Mm-hmm. He's gotten to see my son grow up, and we always like, what are you watching? What are you watching? And and, mm-hmm. and, we'll, and we'll talk a little bit, and he'll say, as we're checking out, I went there to buy some COVID tests the other day, and as we're checking out, he says, Do you want to use any of your points? oh your points my walgreens points and i always say what i always say which is like no no i'm gonna hang on i'm gonna hang on you never know when you'll really need them
0: i do that too i've got points saved up at at my coffee shop here and they're like you sure you don't want to use your points and i'm like no man oh i know i think it's a latchkey kid thing i was
1: about to say Mm -hmm. a poor
0: kid thing but i think
1: it's true for latchkey kids too like up until the last year or so uh I wouldn't eat the good piece of chicken first. I would always eat a lesser piece of chicken or, or the less good piece of pie or whatever. I don't know who I thought I was preserving. Maybe the Pope is going to come and he's going to want a thigh, you know, but like you got to eat the good one first. That that could be a book.
0: Merlin, this was a conversation in my family last night at dinner. Liar. Because I <gasps> save the best bites for last. I always have. Always have. Always have. You and eat, and, eat the like the part one I of save the in the refrigerator
1: in a plastic bag in a twenty-five cent plastic bag. I save the good one instead of eating it like a person.
0: <laughs> you 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 eat the stuff that you don't want to eat first, and then you <laughs> make gross. your way yeah. to the great little bits. <clears throat> well, the problem is that my daughter's mother slash partner yeah is one of these eat the best parts first, and so over the years we've had several we've had several events. Where I will have a completed 89% of a meal and I've got the little steak bits here that are the best little tender bits and I've got the little, you know, vegetable bits here and the little, the little pasta bits here and they're all the best. What I have determined. It's to all be, been leading up to this. That's right. The best bits. And this is like and, the, everything else is like uh, an, an opener. I mean, it's just an
1: opener. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect to openers, but like everything that's been a day long festival, right? Yes, and it's all been leading up. Now, finally, I don't know a band that you like. Uh, you know, that's right. Pulp is going to come the, out.
0: The Grateful Dead goes on at two a.m.
1: Yes, that's right. And yes. they're the last steak bites with with the noodles and whatnot.
0: But at this point in the in the meal, right conversation, it's it's you know most people are now transitioning to conversation. Uh, the the food has gotten sort of lukewarm, which is where I like it. And my daughter's mother slash partner mm-hmm. will be sitting next to me, and she'll go, "Oh, you're not going to eat that? Boom!" And she'll no s- way, that is not cricket, John. Sta- she'll just snag, and before I even have a t- chance, like she bombs your bites. She's a she's a bite bomber. Takes the best, takes the best bites. And I go, "I'm saving those bites," and she goes, "Saving them?" And on your plate? Were they already allocated on your plate?
1: Well, what do you mean? Well, was it in a, a group family style serving dish or were
0: these already things that you had oh, on your no, plate? Oh, no, they
1: were on they were on my plate. I just they want to were- verify that, that that that's not okay.
0: I'm not I'm not leaving the best bits in the terrine. No. No, the best bits are here, like right on the plate. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not going to eat those? Boom. <clears throat> and I go, I don't know why I saved the best bits for last either. But it seems crazy to eat the best bits first. Mm-hmm. Then the rest I, of I the meal those, is just yeah. this trailing off into the, you know, like, oh, now I got to eat this rind. <laughs> I, no. You got to save the rind for last. Eat the rind, you know, eat the rind first, put the rest in your pocket. You know, put yeah. the good stuff in your pocket. And then after a week, you've got only good stuff in your pocket. Huh. You know, as you're crossing the mountains or whatever, trying to get away no, from I, the, I understand you know, some pocket tots. I get that. I get yeah. that.
1: Yeah, it's the
0: floodplain is what it is, um, and the bread the chicks can't hold their smoke. The who? Oh
1: <laughs> uh, man, I'm trying to find this photo of Bob Walker. It's probably out there somewhere, but uh, like, yeah, falling on the stairs. I poor I Bob. think uh, I Bob. think poor Bob. I I think it's uh, I think what you're doing is valuable. Thank you. I, I don't know if it can be taught or I don't know if it can be learned, but it's very valuable. You know, it's that test you do with little kids and there's a name for this and in uh, psychology and um, perception, but the thing where like a kid will generally think that something tall has a larger volume than something wide right you know there's those different like things where we our brain works a funny way with those sorts of things, and I think there 's actually a guy, and i 'm not going to look this up, but i 'm pretty sure there's a guy out there and he 's a nut, but he 's a fun nut there's mm-hmm. a nut there's a guy who's a nut, and he's uh, with all due respect i 've never met the man as far as I know, but there 's a guy, and his whole deal is. Ah, this is how they get you. And he's that guy who, like, first did the whole, like, hey, did anybody notice that this is the same size can of coffee, but it's got less coffee in it now? Mm-hmm. Right? All that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's very he's very into this. And he's ready to show up. If we wanted to have, what, what's the name of our show? Roderick and, and the Rebel?
0: Yeah, Roderick. No, it was uh, uh, the Rebel and uh, Stephen John. Stephen John and the Rebel. Stephen what? Steem and John and the Rebel. Oh, Steem and John. I think it's Stephen John.
1: Stephen John. I would never do a morning show with somebody who has two first names.
0: <laughs> Stephen
1: um, John. Steem and John and the Rebel. Yeah. Roderick and the Rebel's good too, though. But Steam and John and, and, and we could probably get this guy. I, I know we could get him on Zoom, but we might could even like get him in studio. Well, assuming mm-hmm. we have a studio in, in mm-hmm. Richmond. But he would probably come on. He would talk about you could have him on, you could have your daughter on. He could sit on your couch. And you guys could talk about how they get you and, and, well, and, and bread.
0: You know, the problem with being both, uh, a, a, as you and I have talked, you know, I have attention deficit disorder and you have hyperactivity disorder, two versions of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Mm, and kind of, yeah. I don't believe that my daughter has those things, but I also combined attention deficit with stoner disorder. Mm-hmm. And what that produced was many nights of... Where I would be in a 24-hour grocery store walking around going, well, that's how they get you. Oh, and yeah. I would spend two and a half hours trying to buy four things. And I would leave the grocery store with nothing because I had found all the ways that they get you. And I had not decided which was the way that they got you the least. Right. And so I would walk out contextual. of there and Yes.
1: Right. I mean, even if you get into stuff like, oh, you know, you get if you buy three, you get a freebie, and you're like, ah, if you're offering me something, I know it's a jam up. Exactly. It's all related. You just want me to get more. I don't want. I don't want any
0: kind of jackpot here. I don't want. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pay for bread I don't want.
1: mm Hmm.
0: mm Hmm. Well, and and so, so you I wander
1: around. You're a little stoned, and and for some amount of time, you would go around. And you would really read the labels. You think?
0: Oh well, I'd sit there and and you know, there's four kinds of sun-dried tomatoes uh, packed in olive oil here, and uh, each one of you know, and they're all from Italy, but this one's you know, this one's that, and that one's this, and it's uh-huh, impossible uh-huh. to parse, right? There because they're all, right. all like this one's a different size, but it's, but you know, it's also on sale and this one, you know, and you're stoned, of course. So yes. you're trying to carry all this information in your mind at the same time. And then you
1: got to remember, did I do that aisle yet? Did I do that you aisle? Go Back thing. this aisle seems familiar.
0: And it's like there's nine kinds of toilet paper. This is too much for me right now. I'm going to come back to this after I go look at the cheese, and then you're like, I got to go back to the toilet paper. You go back, you get the, you know, you feel like Jeez, okay, watching. I gave it a I gave it a break, right? Yeah, and yeah. Now yeah. I'm ready to really take this, you get on. back
1: into the thick of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's like okay, I've narrowed it down to these three. Everything else is a non-starter, but between these three, I'm really. How do you put a price on comfort? Mm. The thing, right? This is all knowing the, right. knowing the cost of everything and the value of nothing. Oscar Wilde. Right? Like how the yes. – you know, I think that was Abraham Lincoln, but yeah. I think it right. was, was, might have been Mark Twain. But you know,
1: Absolutely. To, but again, like, context, context, context. It's all related, including you being high. Yeah, there's there's certain things where one when one was I remember once when I was uh, fairly high in college yeah, I remember high. a couple of friends and I did what we would do which we made macaroni and cheese you know from a box sure sure and sure. we read the instructions and we we couldn't stop laughing for half an hour that they wanted us to boil eight quarts of water to make <laughs> macaroni and and what? like if you go read the instructions go read the instructions and the thing is eight I here's the thing I use a lot more water than other people in things. Uh-huh. My my own wife really I don't know who she thinks she, she's saving but when she uses like not enough water for the pasta that everything should be floating free in my opinion. With that said, go find a go find a a pot that somebody in college has that can accommodate eight quarts of water. <laughs> Do you know how much water that is that's for the of amount of dried macaroni that's in one of them boxes?
0: Mm. I. You know, this is a good example, right? You can get Kroger brand macaroni mm-hmm. for pennies on the dollar compared yeah. to uh, your 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 craft dinner. Uh, dinner. Yeah, but you're not going to buy Kroger macaroni. Anybody that's ever lived is not. You know, that's that's where you. That's
1: splurge. one way I would occasionally try to you know to save a little bit of my dignity is I would be by, by the second cheapest ramen.
0: But then you realize. Annie's comes in over the top with their like organic. Are you talking to me about Annie's macaroni and cheese in a box? I'm I'm flying in. Are you aware
1: of how fucking good that macaroni and cheese in a box is?
0: It's really good. It's
1: it's. I mean, I don't want to oversell. Yeah, I don't want to oversell it. We eventually started buying it because you know I don't know if your kid has done this, but my kid will go through a phase where there's like there's a world the way it was, and then one day there's the way the world is, and it's going to always be that way until it's not. Where the kid will go through, like, a phase for yeah. a, uh, a week or two years, and you never really know. And so I've stocked up on all this shit in the past that the kid suddenly just bounced on. Like, oh, I'm not really not into stoke iced coffee anymore. Well, I got, like, six of these here, and they're kind of expensive.
0: <laughs> Annie's, and I think it's called Annie's, and it's a white Annie's. cheddar. Yep. with uh, a, a, They and, use shells. They use a lot of shells.
1: That's right. They do. They do. But boy, oh, boy, is that ever, that is a tasty, and you cut you, cut, cut you up some ham. Put it in there, wieners. We had wieners last night.
0: My kid will not uh, will not turn her nose up at anything that says Annie's on it. She feels like Annie's is, is quality stuff. Cheddar bunnies. At cheddar bunnies, she mm. likes them. Yeah. If you if you put Annie's out there in front of her, she's like, this is the good stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Don't just get used to the good stuff. Like life life deals oh! with some slings and arrows. You know, you're gonna have to sometimes pivot to top ramen. I'm sorry. I'm uh-huh, sorry uh-huh. to say, and not even the good stuff. And, and like right? the thing is, if you don't I mean,
1: I I struggle with this because on the one hand, I realize that the sense of privation that I grew up with was very traumatic in a lot of mm-hmm. ways for me and I'll mm-hmm. always be kind of like fighting that war. Mm-hmm. And but like I don't want my kid to be like weird about only being able to eat this or that, or like ultimately I just don't want the kid to have an eating disorder. Like if I can just squeak through with that one, I'll be happy. But also it's, it's like, uh, if you can't enjoy crappy hotel coffee, you're missing out on one of the great things in life. What
0: are you going to do when you pull over at a, at a truck stop in Iowa and there's only one kind of coffee? I mean, you cannot drink coffee, but like, and I I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but like this is when you do that, you're
1: robbing yourself of the joy of something turning out better than you expected, Ah. which I think is really important. It's like Ah. there was a family member in my family. I don't know why this story always pops top of mind, except this really was such a thing that this person would do. She went on like a fancy, like vacation to like this beautiful, like remote beach spot. And the story goes that, that she was miffed for a day because she couldn't get any recent magazines. And it's like, well, now it, it took me a while to learn that you have to learn to enjoy what the place is good at. And to perhaps, maybe you would differ, but I would say avoid the things that they're maybe not so good at. It, stop ordering the room service pizza in the Dominican Republic, mayhaps. Maybe not mm-hmm. the best thing on the menu. Mm. Oriental Night—that's where they really shine. <laughs> Literally called Oriental Night, but uh, but no. But here's the thing: and that way, if if you show up somewhere and they've got fucking Highlights magazine, you're like, "That's cool. I haven't looked at Highlights in years." And now you just got a little treat instead of something you're disappointed about. And like, if the coffee's not as bad as you expected. You can. I, we went to this convenience store in New Jersey a couple weeks ago. It's one of my favorite things I've ever been to. I love this place so much. There's a guy, this is, I think a Sikh man. He's making breakfast sandwiches, so many breakfast sandwiches. They got every kind of everything in this place. They got phone cables. And John, they have an area with a cafe table with two chairs that is just for people to scratch off their lottery tickets. Oh, wow. Which I'd never seen before. This is what you get in a, in a city with, with more you know room. Yeah. But like that's a that's a little now if I'd gone into that place saying I wonder if they'll have the latest vogue and mm. they didn't I'd be bummed not not to hang that person out to dry. But that's what I worry about you get raw you, you 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 will never realize how many times you've missed the chance to enjoy something for what it is rather than what you think you wished it were.
0: I, I get a lot of flack around here. I mean we're it's not like we grew up in the depression, but we no. did grow up in a time when nobody was minding us and I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of teasing, let's call it, for my uh, my frequent meals that are made up of all the leftovers <laughs> put together, basically, certainly on one plate, but maybe sometimes in one pot. And mm-hmm. and they will look at me and they'll go, you okay, very that's-
1: permissive, very permissive, inclusive approach to
0: leftovers. Yeah. yeah. So somebody will say, "Now wait a minute, those are Thai noodles." That's basmati rice. That is, um, you know, almond chicken. All that needs is a gravy and you're done. Well, and the thing is, it it will make its own gravy if you put it in a pot with a (laughs) half a cup of water. The, and the Just you like know gravy train. The, the rice comes back to life, the uh-huh. noodles come back to life. Uh-huh. Now you're frying it a little bit. You're putting a little crust on it. Yeah, you got the you got the Chinese food, the yeah. Indian food, Over the Thai here. food. Yeah, we got the soup. You, you put in chives, maybe chives. You, put in, in chives, you put in chives. Yeah, you throw in a little bit of like beef stew, <laughs> and and there's, they sit and watch me do it, and they're, uh-huh. they're like, "What, what are the you doing? Hell what are you are you doing?" And I'm like, well, a, I'm eating all the leftovers, so I'm cleaning out the. You're fridge. welcome. Yeah, that's right. I'm 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 keeping this stuff, you know. And obviously, the oldest of this stuff is like ten days old, but it's going to be fine. No, 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 because
1: that's why they call that. Reverse in stats, they call it a reversion to the mean. That's right. Exactly. It, well, if, like if the, the average is, as long is you, four days old. Yes, if, if, if as long as you mix it up and you put in some stuff that's fresh, it offsets yeah. the other ones.
0: Now here's the here's the here's the genius. Yeah. At the same time, I'm making a small pot of spaghetti, or scabetti, as we call it around here. Right. And then you put it all on top of a little bit of scabetti. <laughs> okay. And and the whole place goes up in flames, <laughs> right? Every single person in my family, their mind is on Are fire. they worried you're going to expect them to eat it? No, no, no. They know. They know. I mean, I know better. You know. Than, you know. That anybody's going to have anything to do with this. And here's the thing. <clears throat> Two out of seven times, it's a disaster. Yeah, like it is not. First That's of all, it didn't belong on bad. That is not bad at all. Two out of seven. Right. Two out of
1: seven is not bad at
0: all. To, you know, sometimes Chinese food doesn't. No, I mean on what I'm saying is five. But the implication being five out of seven is five palatable seven enough. Is, yeah, five out of seven. Well, the thing is, I'll eat the two times that is a disaster. Of course you will. I'll That's the point. Go, ah, plum sauce. And, you know, and like <laughs> a, a spaghetti sauce, it's not actually, yeah. you know, but I'm going to eat it anyway because God did not, you know, God made the rat yeah, and I'm, uh, I, and that's, you made what, the I'm that's, right, that's what I'm here matata. to That's right. That's what I'm here to Because what <clears throat> the hell are we going to do no. when the shit hits the fan and all we have is almond chicken spaghetti <sighs> And Thai noodles. Well, we're going to eat it, and we're not going to be sad. And French bread pizza. We don't have any. We're going to be glad for this, and you know, and at least one of us is preparing for it all the time. Grateful for what what you got. What if mom doesn't come back tonight? Uh, I just—I would assume that a lot of every time mom goes out. Yeah, you got to be prepared for. Have a plan. Keep a small bag packed. From 1972 to 1979, I was never sure anybody was going to come back. Yeah. You know, they go out, it's like, uh, I don't know. Sometimes yeah, they don't, don't come Everybody back, talks about
1: the importance of education, but do we really, really sit with the importance of just learning? When you When you learn that sometimes people just don't come home.
0: And sometimes just, that's good. I mean, you know, that's right. Some In some families, the longer it takes for them to come home, the yes. better. It was a relief
1: to me when, when my stepfather threw us out of the house. In some ways, in the long run, yeah. I can yeah. make anything palatable. Just put enough sauce on it.
0: You know, my dad would sometimes come home at two in the afternoon. He would sometimes come home at 11 o'clock at night. Would he go straight to another room without saying anything? anything No, he never did that. But he, you know, he was always glad to see me. But he did not know about, you know, time was a flat circle to him. Mm -hmm. And if he got to a point when he was sitting at the office and he was like, I don't want to sit at this desk anymore. He would get up and say to his staff, "Um, I'm leaving. And they would go, Roger, chief. And yeah. then he would go out and I don't know, he'd go and, and which was or very, he would come home.
1: very unconventional. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you'd like, you don't leave work, you don't miss work, you're not late for work. I'm so happy that our society has finally b- broken on this idea that that's the only way to live. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's just, it's always been so stupid. But you gotta accept yeah, you you know, yourself.
0: I, I was talking to somebody the other day that's uh, in the real estate game. And he said, Listen, housing prices are still going up. Mm -hmm. But what nobody realizes is that right before COVID started, everybody that owned a downtown business signed a five year lease. It's just the way it was 2020, the cycle. Everybody's on a five year lease. All those leases are about to come up and not get renewed. Mm -hmm. And we're going to watch downtown real estate. Go bonkers in every city in the world, mm-hmm. and he said it's going to throw the global economy. It's going to make 1979 <laughs> look like look like 1929. Wow! And and I because Skylab, I'm like, come on, no. And no. he's like, I'm telling you, look, go around. He because we were in an office building, and he said, when you leave here, go around this building and look in. The other offices on this floor, then go down and look at the other offices in this building. And he said, with in mind that as soon as our lease goes is up, like, two years from now, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. And I went and I looked around through the little, uh, the long, thin glass pane next to the door of all these offices. Yeah, where you could, like, empty. kind of peek in and see what, yeah. Yeah, all empty. And there's just, there's conference tables in there. I'm telling with, like, you, it's so odd. It's weird. I, I mean, like we've got the big. That's uh, <laughs> friend of the show. Jason likes
1: to remind me the the doom loop narrative here. But oh, doom you know, loop. oh yeah, there's a lot going on here. What's the doom loop?
0: Oh. Is this something you get articles from Jason Finn about?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's the it's. It's a lot to get into, but I I was more to say that I don't think this is peculiar to San Francisco. It's just that we not only see it, feel it, experience these problems more acutely here, but we're also very into reading about these problems here. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Whether that's car break-ins or, you know, whatever it is. And it's... um, I have thought about that an awful lot. And some of the just some of the sort of paradoxical things that happen, like just like in San Francisco, there's all these things that, again, start with a good heart, probably, but too much, too much, you know, um, good heart and and not enough strong head and a lot of implementation stuff. Strong head. (laughs) Wow. Strong head. I should sleep. Um, no, but, like, just this idea of, like, trying to, like, make sure all these kinds of laws and, like, you're going to force people to do things. And it's laws. really – it's hard to get permits. And there's all this stuff and all the kind of notoriously famous San Francisco
0: stuff. and yeah. But it's – we you guys that, don't enforce the laws there. Is that right? Is that mm, what I've been reading? No, they're,
1: they're pretty enforcey here.
0: Oh, That's that part of the sense. problem. Is that some of the laws, but not
1: all of the laws? Well, t- I mean, I, uh, I'm trying to avoid going into one particular thing. But let's just say in general, like, the the, the whole thing with, like, uh, what you can do with zoning, what we're doing with drugs, what's happening with drugs in the tenderloin, and, like, there's just there's a lot of crazy shit going on. But, like, w- y- you've got all these laws about, like, if your place, your business is vacant— and this is all – there's so many asterisks on every single one of these things. You can get, like, I, the equivalent of I, – I would not call this a tax, but the equivalent of a tax. Like, if you ha- if your place is empty for too long and it's, like, on a commercial corridor or it's this or that, and, of course, that has to meet all of these requirements if it has – there's their residencies above it. You know how it is. You know how zoning stuff works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Sure, sure, It's sure, sure, the sure. big you, – you've talked about this.
0: It's So they're going to penalize people <clears throat> for having empty – buildings. Now that is actually
1: weirdly unevenly sort of enforced either the like do you meet meet the zoning for this area that's incredibly strict because of this. But it's also it's just not I mean here's what I can say and I I'm I'm am I'm a big dumb liberal mm-hmm. and like uh, unlike my well, land I'm a big
0: dumb liberal. Hey everybody. I'm
1: Homer Simpson. <laughs> uh but you know like when our our uh, somewhat absentee landlord ha- had to fix our sidewalk. Oh my god, he went into such a rage! I can't even S- tell you sidewalk. all the things. Because the sidewalk's cracked, you got to take care of this. You got to take care of your own graffiti. You got to take care of your own. You know, pack your own, shoot kind of stuff. And he's so mad. The liberals made him pull all these p- permits just to like fix the sidewalk that didn't Thanks need Obama. to be fixed. Thank- but it's kind of there are elements to that where it's. Do, do you remember that place? Remember a place that used to be Arts TV? Remember the, mm-hmm. the like had that cool mural you and I took photos of you and Josh it had like the, the Star Trek. Anyway. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sure, that place sure, sure. got renovated into like this wild pub like I think over 5 years ago. And, but because the guy who was developing that was in a war with this very powerful Chinese lady from the west side of town. She mm-hmm. had a house that he was renovating declared a historic landmark in the middle of re- oh, redoing it. Oh, oof. Right as he was finishing this oh, punch in the nose yeah that's the kind of stuff that happens Mm-hmm. It's very some real Chicago backroom. Oh, I get shit it. It's like a that. gang war, but there. it's also just it's just weird because like there's there's uh, this thing happens all over. I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. I'm sick. Oh, no,
0: the, I don't
1: like know. But you the, the, you know you do all this, this this fucked up stuff to like fix what you imagine is the problem. So like with Rudy Giuliani, you just say like, oh, we're just not we're not we're gonna have an M M&M and M store here, and we're, homeless people aren't allowed to be here. Problem solved. Mm. And, you know, and like in San Francisco, it's like there's all these wars of like, oh, was this DA too soft on crime. And what about the mayor's belief in this and all this stuff? And it's, it's all just, it's so vacuous and unconnected, disconnected. And it's, it's again, even when you start with a good heart, there's just a fuck ton of places. Nobody wants to rent here. And yeah. when, the, when things think about, like, we're watching some, uh, I don't know if you're watching a good show on HBO called Silicon Valley. It's about, you know, a, a tech startup. It's very funny. Mike Judge show. And, but, like, even that show from just a few years ago, there's the whole bit about how Martin Starr's character, who I met at Max FunCon. Martin mm-hmm. Starr's character, like, he's getting all these offers, these gift baskets from all these different companies just to, like, be aware that they want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that's... There's so much stuff that we were counting on along the lines of that five-year lease thing you're talking about. Like, hey, yeah. th- this thing will continue to thrive. Rising tide raises all boats, all that kind of stuff. But I, maybe I'm just apocalyptic in, in this way of thinking, but there are times when I wonder like, when is the next really big chunk going to fall out that's not climate change? And I, think, I like I said, I think it could be Florida. Florida's going to drag the whole goddamn thing down, I'm telling you.
0: Well, hope you know. Hopefully, it just sinks into the ocean. Now, you know, and I, I believe me, I love uh, Florida and I love all the people yes, in Florida. I don't want anybody me. to sink into the ocean. No. But, uh, but uh, I, I, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, why don't they just convert all those downtown offices to apartments? <laughs> right. And of course, what what is true is those kind of old nineteen twenties, really solid, like downtown office buildings that are all 25 to 30 stories tall those actually are are pretty easy to convert not easy but you know they're easier they are are
1: more for a variety of reasons including infrastructure yeah they they are more conducive to that kind of conversion than stuff that was built in the 90s
0: yeah all those big glass towers like there's no converting those into apartments Mm -hmm. like that's crazy but what i'm hoping is that you'll be able to rent a whole floor of one of those skyscrapers for like pennies on the dollar? <laughs> at which point there's going to be all. You remember, you know, the, the, all the stories. We just missed it. Y- you and I just missed it. All the stories of like all those people that went down into Soho in New York and they right like these
1: when the loft stuff warehouses. started in the seventies when yeah. you could like get like an entire thing that used to be a slaughterhouse for eight dollars a month. Or
0: yeah, I was. You know, I was just in in Tel Aviv and you there's this neighborhood in Tel Aviv that's like the uh, you know it, it's the old port uh, the like the ancient port um Jaffa mm-hmm. and there's these neighborhoods that clearly for a long time were just shabby falling down little nothing you know kind of garbage neighborhood that just recently got discovered by hipsters and artists and cool kids. And now all of these little tumble down sort of warehouses Mm -hmm. are just full of people making custom skateboards and, you know, and knitting beanies that have SpongeBob on them. And, you know, but also like playing rock and roll in the middle of the night. And there's cafes. It doesn't doesn't have to be a,
1: a great and sustainable idea to take a throw. Well, and right. So right this you don't have is, to have the capital or the you know the investment to like say like oh here's my business plan for how this works over the next five or ten years. You could you can do something that's a little bit wild and crafty, right? Because yes. the overhead's so different.
0: Well, and and the problem is that Jaffa now is like the most expensive neighborhood to live in. Like, and so you walk through, and you look at all these guys with tattoos on their faces that are making that are carving surfboards. And you're like, how the hell are you here? Well, the thing was, they were there, they got in there back not that mm-hmm. long ago when it was shit. And so they're still, you know, they can still afford to be there. It's why it's expensive because the rich people are like, I want to be around those guys because that's right. how hip dee that, but you do. But I'm really hoping for an escape from New York scenario mm-hmm. where I can sell this house in the suburbs with all the trees that nobody can get anywhere else. Like, hey, you want trees? I got mm. trees. Mm-hmm. and then rent an well, the wind entire floor wind chimes. I'm going to leave them in the trees. Yep. 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 Um, I hurt my knee the other day and so I haven't been able to climb a ladder, but when I get back, when I get back on ladders, which is coming any day now, I'm going to put, I'm going to move the wind chimes from the house to the neighboring trees. Cause the house isn't getting the wind that I want. Mm-hmm. I'm looking out. I can see the trees <clears throat> moving, but the wind chimes are silent. So this is,
1: you, it was frustrating to you because when you first installed these, you, you were having a, a certain
0: stillness. Uh, there's too much stillness. Yeah. And, and that's wonderful. You've got to go the where house. the wind is. you got to go where the you – you, you take the chimes to the wind. The wind doesn't mm. follow the chimes. Mm. But so can you imagine me like living in a gutted, you know, one bathroom on the whole floor, but it's got 15 urinals – and the elevator opens right You wouldn't have into to throw your pee out the window at all. Well, you couldn't even open <laughs> the windows because the windows don't open on those things because I'd be on the 75th floor. <clears throat> that's true. I feel like there'd be no wind chimes there except like hanging in the building. I, I'd, I'd put wing chime, wind chimes in the apartment and then I'd point fans oh, at them. Oh, my God. Because that's the kind of nut I, I'm going to be. Yes. Uh, like a 60-year-old nut living on the 75th floor of an abandoned high-rise. Yeah. Can't you see it? You I can abso- see I, it. I absolutely can. There's um, yeah. You know, when I first got my
1: e-bike last year, I, I became somewhat radicalized uh, beyond how I was already radicalized. Long story short, I Go discovered on. a bunch of – well, I mean, the, uh, the things – I always feel the need. I'm defensive about this. I feel the need to distinguish between being anti-car and being pro-options. Yeah, right? okay. Like, yeah. I, I'm not against cars. I just – I don't like a world in which a car is the only option and everything else has to die. Yeah, or be option, or be actively killed, and that's where I first learned about this concept that has become really important to me: the idea of the strode. It's kind of a street, it's kind of a road. It's like every time you pull off of a, you know, highway, and like there's a, like, a, like a Bob Evans and a Best Buy there, that's a strode because a strode. it's a strode because it's it is a it is a road in the sense of being a, way, a, lo, a place a lot of people want to get from one place to another very quickly. So mm-hmm. it functions as a road, but it's also a street because there's a lot of places that people are going to stop and want to get Bob Evans or Best Buy, mm-hmm. right? And, like, anytime you've had to, like, walk on the shoulder of a road like that, you, you instantly know when you're around it. But there's this whole culture of, I don't know, there's just really interesting I, – again, I discovered it through e-bike stuff, but I've found a lot of people have common cause about these ideas about how do we make our cities – more sustainable and more and to provide more options for doing all kinds of different things in a city. And yeah, sometimes that means we we can't have cars always win and get all these crazy all you know, the laws about like opening a place again, all the laws about how many parking spaces you have to have. If you want to open a a, a store and it's like, okay, whatever. But one of the things I ran across in that is just this idea that think about the things you see on Strode's where you'll see like a giant, like not to cast any shade, but like some kind of like like a, a popular new kind of fast casual dining. Like, Mm -hmm. you can even say, like, it's a super Arby's or whatever.
0: Fast cash, yeah.
1: But a place comes in and they they get dropped in. It's like, if it's like a Chili's, I mean, every floor plan is exactly identical. The parking lot's all exactly the same. But there's all kinds of problems with what can happen in the future, whether it's a big box store or that's Mm -hmm. a Chili's or a super Arby's. One way that we have broken from a lot of urban traditions in america is it used to be what you described that there were all kinds of spaces that could be a lot of different things mm-hmm. unsafe things mm. but but like i've known people whose apartment used to be a store mm-hmm. i've known people mm-hmm. whose maybe their store used to be an apartment there was mm. room for that in a kind of building that we used to do that we just don't do anymore
0: right who's gonna want the two-year-old Chili's? who's gonna want to live in a super arby's maybe it's me we Maybe have it's the meat. Me. <laughs>